Hello and welcome. This is Pastor Terry, and I'd like to welcome you to my Bible study podcast. This daily podcast is a place where we take the teachings of Scripture seriously, but ourselves, not so much. Join us as we dive into the sacred word of the Bible, and each time we read, we pray, we change the world. Welcome to Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to today's podcast. It is Monday, October 17th, 2022, and um, I hope you had an awesome weekend and are ready for a new week. See what the Lord has in store for us this week. We are continuing our journey through the Psalms, so we're on Psalm 29 today, um, and a reading from C.S. Lewis. It's kind of what we've been doing for the last several weeks, a reading through the Psalm, and then uh, an excerpt from C.S. Lewis. Yeah. Had a good weekend. Um, Of course, church yesterday, uh, continuing on with our series through the book of Acts. So Yesterday, we dealt with Acts chapter 8, so much in there, and... um, we're uh yeah it's fun it's fun um what else this weekend i'm trying to remember what all we did this weekend you know it's one of those things what'd you do i don't remember uh, oh we're continuing our uh, some of some of the uh, uh honeydews around the house one of the things that we've been chopping away at for several weekends now just a little bit at a time is to change out all the receptacles the power receptacles and switches outlets and switches from the almond colored ones to white so that's been quite a uh, arduous not hard just there's a lot of them <laughs> there's a lot of them and we still aren't done we still got like a couple of rooms still left to do so that's that uh yeah and the other's just hobbling along on a bum knee which wasn't fun so yeah, and of course football it was football football weekend. Yeah, a lot of football. Some some great, some not so great. Um, of course LSU beat Florida, so that's my uh, you know it's the week I try to just keep quiet, not say so too much. I usually pull for the Gators, but not when they're playing LSU. I pull for the LSU. So uh, now we can move on and enjoy the rest of the year. <laughs> um. And Tennessee beat Alabama. That was awesome. Sorry, Alabama fans, but, you know, you're kind of like the Yankees and New England Patriots back in the day. It was always kind of nice to see them lose. So, um, yeah, and happy for Tennessee. Happy for that. Uh, those Tennessee fans. It's been a long time. Well, all right, let's do it. Let's jump into Psalm 29 um, and see what, uh, see what we can discover from God's word today. So glad you guys are on. Hope you have a uh, have had a fantastic weekend. Thank you for taking time to be a part of this this morning and getting your week started off right with um with a little inspiration and prayer. You know what we do? We read, we pray. We change the world. Let's do it. Verse uh 1 of Psalm 29. Ascribe to the Lord, you heavenly beings. Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Mm. It declares a psalm of praise, right? Declare to the Lord, you heavenly beings. Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due his name. Worship the Lord in the splendor 
of his holiness. Wow. Worship him in holiness. You know, there's a power that floods into our lives when we uh, praise the Lord, when we ascribe to, lo- to the Lord, when we focus on uh, praising God for who he is, for his, uh, here the psalm writer shows us that uh, he's filled with glory, he's filled with strength, he's, uh, his, he's, his name uh, is worthy of glory, um, he's holy, and sometimes if you don't know how to, how to pray, start with praise. Just start with praising God for who he is. God, praise you for your goodness and grace and mercy and holiness. Praise you for your, 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 uh, your ability to create and renew and restore. You know, just go on and on. <laughs> go on, and that's a great way to pray. And really, true, truly, I think some of the, our best prayers begin with praise, right? We begin not just jumping into our wish list, or our wants, or our whatever, our cri- current crisis, but to to dive into um, praising God for who He is. Yeah. The voice of the Lord is over the waters. Hmm. The God of glory thunders. The Lord thunders over the mighty waters. Wow. You almost get the impression like this is, the psalm writer just marveling at creation, right? Like, like you can, I can almost imagine that last verse, chapter, the verse three, the voice of the Lord over the water, almost like you're standing out by the water and you hear a thunderstorm in the distance rolling in and you can see the lightning, maybe you're even hearing the, the rumbling of the thunder. Uh, now, don't stay on the beach if you hear thunder. That's bad news. All of us here in Florida know that that's not a good deal. You hear thunder, you run for cover. <laughs> because... Every summer, there are stories of folks who, uh, you know, stay out there a little too long, and uh, it doesn't 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 end well. But you can imagine, or being on the balcony of your, uh, you know, of a hotel and looking out over the water, the the ocean, and a big thunderstorm is coming in, and it's uh, the voice of the Lord is over the waters. The God of glory thunders. The Lord thunders over the mighty waters. Mm. He's in control. Like he's, he's, uh, he's, he's all powerful. He's, um, he's marvelous. He's mysterious. He's, uh, he's a little bit like he's so big. He's intense. He's scary, you know. But in a good way, not like in a Halloween way. <laughs> not in a yeah, not not in like a Halloween way. Not like a you know like a gory horror picture way but like he's like he's awesome you know when we say god is awesome that it doesn't mean like well he's really cool man no it's like he is awesome like he is he is a little scary he's awesome he's so powerful he's so incredible he's so strong he's so uh beyond our scope in terms of power and magnitude he's awesome you know what i'm saying yeah he's awesome that's what the psalm writer is reflecting on The voice of the Lord is powerful, verse 4. The voice of the Lord is majestic. Hmm. I love all this. Uh, this uh, uh, reflecting by the psalm writer on uh, the voice of the Lord. Like his, uh, 
Yeah, the sound of his voice is powerful. It's majestic. The voice of the Lord breaks. Wow. The voice of the Lord breaks the cedars. The Lord breaks in pieces the cedars of Lebanon. Wow. These big, huge trees. He's, his voice is powerful enough to, to break them into like little toothpicks. Again, he's just reflecting on the awesome power of God. Man. That's who, that's who carries you, man. That's who loves you. That's who you, who you are in relationship. That's who your father is because of your relationship with Jesus. Because of what Jesus did, we've been brought into a right relationship with the God, that, the God of the Bible that is being reflected on here, whose voice is powerful, powerful enough to break the cedars, who, whose voice thunders over the mighty waters, who's holy and glorious and mighty in strength and power. You know, when you're a little kid on the on the playground, you're like, my daddy, my daddy could beat your daddy up. <laughs> oh yeah, well, my daddy's stronger than your dad. My dad's my dad will kick your dad's butt with no with one hand tied behind his back. My dad is he's way stronger than your dad. My dad would beat your dad down. Here the psalm writer's talking about how awesome his dad is. <laughs> He's like, my dad, let me tell you about let me tell God, my father. Let me tell you about God, my father. God, my father is majestic and powerful. His voice rumbles over the mighty waters. He, his voice is so strong, it cracks the mighty cedars of Lebanon. Yeah, that's who my dad is. He's on my side, and he's on your side, too. Yeah, that's who, that's who our father is. I mean, Jesus is kind and compassionate and meek and mild, but let's never forget, let's not ever forget the power and awesomeness of God. Wow. Yeah, he is worthy to be praised. When we consider his might and his uh, omnipotence, all-powerfulness, it, it, uh, it evokes... Uh, worship and praise from us because he's worthy. He's incredible. Verse six, he makes Lebanon leap like a calf, Syrian like a young wild ox. Hmm, that's interesting. That gives them joy. Um, I wonder, I would have to do the research there. Like, I wonder if Lebanon is considered like, like he makes them leap like a calf, like intimidation, or is that like enjoy? Either way, it's probably true. It's, it, just, it just exemplifies God's power. Verse 7, the voice of the Lord strikes with flashes of lightning. Um, that sounds like the verse, uh, was that, um, um, how great thou art, right? Flash of lightning, rolls of thunder. Yeah. That's probably from this verse. 
the voice of the Lord strikes with flashes of lightning. This psalm writer had to be reflecting on a storm, right? Had to, you just got it because there's so many like thunderstorm analogies or like thunderstorm sort of uh, um, uh, parallels here. You know, you got lightning over the waters. You got the rolls of thunder. You've got um, you got just this is striking this lightning that breaks the cedars. I mean, it's just got all of this stuff. It's like and thinking that God is bigger than all of that. It's amazing. His, his voice is powerful like that. Wow. You know, it's true. I mean, it, the, the word of the Lord, the voice of the Lord is powerful. It can cut through all the craziness in our lives and just get to the point, right? I mean, sometimes we got our minds in 50,000 different directions, and the word of the Lord comes to us through the preached word or the spoken word or in a song, and it's like, dispels all the darkness and it's like a a a, uh, a flash of lightning that penetrates our heart the lord the voice of the lord shakes the desert you know yeah the lord shakes the desert of kadesh the voice of the lord twists the oaks and strips the forest bare. He gotta be talking. He gotta be thinking about a storm. I mean, you think about like just like a, a tornado or something that goes through a, a forest and just strips the uh, the the um, the uh, the bark off the tree, and bends them over. Just that, that incredible power. The voice of the Lord twists the oaks and strips the forest bare. And in the temple, all cry glory. That's the kind of power he has. He's a, he's a mighty voice. He's a strong, uh, powerful voice, majestic voice, powerful enough to break the cedars and twist the oaks. Wow. And everyone in the temple cries glory, glory to God. I think that's always a good reminder of the power of God. I really do. Sometimes, you know, we 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 often spend a lot of time talking about the personalness of God, the approachability of God, the, the fact that God's personal and approachable and um, relational and comes near us and all of those characteristics that are, that are absolutely 100% true. Um, we probably don't spend enough time um, on the other, not it's not the only other aspect, but an other aspect of God, which is his incredible power and might, <laughs> his consuming power, right? Like he is a consuming power. You know, God is a consumer, consuming power, which shows you, which really illustrates how much of a loving and gracious God he is and the fact that he doesn't just consume us with his power and might, but he enables us to approach him as a father yet at the same time he has all of this incredible capacity limitless capacity and to think of it to think of his power and his might and his strength it's uh it's awe-inspiring man verse 10 the Lord sits enthroned over the flood. The Lord is enthroned as king forever. He's not worried about nobody gonna take God off his throne, man. He God isn't up there just worried about somebody like, oh man, I hear there's a new there's a new king in town. No, God is not concerned about anyone usurping his authority. He's 
fully secure and eternally secure, <laughs> to use a word in a totally different context. God is eternally secure <laughs> in his heavenly throne. There's no, there's no chance, zero chance of anything usurping his power. So the Lord sits enthroned over the flood. The Lord is enthroned as king forever. How long? Forever. How long is God going to be king for, of everything? Forever. Forever and ever. Verse 11, last verse. The Lord gives strength to his people. Now that's beautiful, right? He spends all 10 verses talking about the power and might of God. His voice, his holiness, his uh, uh, the, what he's able to do with his voice. And then he, he funnels that all down into verse 11. The Lord gives strength to his people. <laughs> Oh, man, that's awesome. The Lord blesses his people with peace. The God of all this might and power doesn't just keep it for himself. He gives it to his people. And he gives it to you when you need it. He gives it to me when I need it, when I cry out to him, when I call out to him. He gives it to us. Man, thanks be to God. Hey, maybe you're in need of that power today. God, I need your power this week. I'm facing some things. I'm going through some things. I got some meetings. I got some appointments, and, and I need your power and might. So God of the universe, the God whose voice thunders over the mighty waters, who shakes the desert, I need you in my life. I need you, your power, because uh, he gives it. The Lord gives strength to his people. Yeah. Thankful for that. Yeah. And I'm thankful for you, for you being on here today as we read and learn together. Let's see what C.S. Lewis has to say. Um, this is from a, a daily reading of C.S. Lewis, different excerpts from his writings. Um, and so we're reading, the, of course, the uh, October 17th reading for, to, for, uh, for this day. It's called A Year with C.S. Lewis is the name of the devotional. And so today's reading is entitled, To Produce the Complex Good. I have no idea what he's going to say, <laughs> so I hope I understand it. <laughs> Here we go. A merciful man aims at his neighbor's good, and so does God's will. If I'm trying to do well for my neighbor, then, that is, then I am doing God's will. God, God wills that I do good for my neighbor. That's what a merciful man does. A merciful person aims at doing good for their neighbor. A merciful man aims at his neighbor's good, and so does God's will, consciously cooperating with the simple good. What's the simple good? Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. That's simple good. Just trying to do good for someone else. A cruel man oppresses his neighbor, and so does simple evil. Just trying to do your own, just, you know, looking out for yourself, putting yourself first uh, at the expense of someone else. That's simple evil. But in doing such evil, he is used by God without his own knowledge or consent to produce the complex good. Oh, I see. So here what C.S. Lewis is talking about, how God uses evil to bring about good. So the person who, uh, so the person who is doing, so there's a simple good where it's just a straight line. I'm doing good for someone else. And so obviously that's good. 
but even but there's a complex good and the complex good is when even when someone is doing evil god is working behind the scenes in a complex way to bring good out of the evil that they're doing so, but in doing such evil, he is used by God without his knowledge or consent to produce complex goods. So that the f first man serves God as a son and the second as a tool. <laughs> Hashtag don't be a tool. <laughs> uh, yeah. So when I do good, I'm, I'm being used by God directly as a son, as a, as a child of his to do good. But the evil person who, uh, is doing wickedness is still going to be used by God, but not as a son or daughter of God, but as a tool, as an instrument to bring about righteousness for those who love God. We talked a little bit about how, you know, that, that how God didn't uses uh, man's evil intentions for good. When we talked about the book of Acts yesterday and the, the spread of the gospel in the early church and the early church, uh, the early disciples faced intense persecution. It was evil. But God used that evilness directed towards the church for good, for the complex good. The evil was what? Destroying and, and punishing and persecuting the church. The complex good was the, out of that, God was getting the gospel spread to the far regions of the known world. So that persecution became used by God for good. And he does that in your life too. You think, man, why that guy's that person's mean to me, or they do this to me, or they oppress me. You know what? They they are doing, they may be doing very well doing evil to you or, or persecuting you or giving you a hard time. But you know what? God's gonna use it for good. He'll use it for the complex good. For you will certainly carry out God's purposes, however you act, but it makes a difference to you whether you serve like Judas or like John. Whoa. <laughs> That's powerful. So here you like everybody's like, I want to be used by God. The truth is, you're gonna be used by God. Come on now. I want to be used by God. You're gonna be used by God. You're gonna be used by God by a son or daughter, or you're gonna be, or your evil intentions will be used by God as a tool. C.S. Lewis spitting fire right there. He's saying you can either be you're gonna be used by God. You're gonna be used by God. You're either gonna be used by God as a Judas or as a John. Judas who betrayed Jesus, but Jesus even used the betrayal as a means for good, or as John who loved, who was God's, uh, who was loved by Jesus, who loved Jesus and was loved by him. I want to be used by God. Oh, you will be. <laughs> you will either be used by God in the simple good or in the complex good, but you will be. Don't, you know I mean? You ain't got to worry about that. Uh, the whole system is, to, uh, so to speak, calculated for the clash between good men and bad men and the good fruits of fortitude, patience, pity, and forgiveness, for which the cruel man is permitted to be cruel, presuppose that the good man, uh, permitted to be cruel, presuppose that the good man ordinarily continues to seek simple good. I say ordinarily because a man is sometimes entitled to hurt, or even in my opinion, to kill his fellow, but only where the necessity is urgent and the good to be attained obvious. And usually, though not, all, not always, when he who has inflicted the pain has a definite authority to do so. Hmm. Um, he's talking about um, basically when is, for, and the, just that little tangent there is really about uh, 
when it is okay for what some might consider to be wrong um, or otherwise would be wrong, but under some cases it's okay. So for, for example, right here, he's talking about um, in some cases you're, you're as a Christian, you're allowed to hurt other people. Now, listen to the whole, this, let, let me finish. <laughs> or even he, he says here, or even kill under very isolated and certain circumstances. For example, he's talking about obviously for like military service. Uh, in his opinion, or he's talking about the authority that's given to uh, a surgeon. A surgeon who is doing work on another human being is inflicting hurt, physical hurt, but they're doing it for a purpose of healing and restoring. Um, likewise, you know, you may have to confront a person that is uh, for a friend, and it may be hurtful. It may hurt them, but it's not the intention is not to damage. The intention is to heal. So sometimes, so a Christian can do a quote, quote unquote, evil, though in, in uh, other circumstances, such as hurt in isolated circumstances, if it's intended to truly help, which in that way, it's still loving neighbor. It's still being a, a loving friend. So that's what C.S. Lewis is saying. There are times that I, you know, so it's not like a Christian can never inflict hurt, but we never inflict hurt with malice intentions. We, if ever there is hurt that is going to be inflicted, it's with the hope of bringing healing, with the intention of bringing healing. A, sur a surgeon doesn't just go in there and start, you know, ah, you know, going. No, he's just, but it's it's precision. It's precise. It's informed. It's it's uh it's knowledgeable, with the intention to heal. A parent may have to discipline a child that is, and that will hurt them in the short term, but the intention is not to inflict damage on the child. The intention is to inflict wellness, and understanding, and to develop wisdom in the child. And so that's also part of the complex good that God brings out even through a child of God. To turn this into a general charter for afflicting humanity uh, afflicting humanity because affliction is good for them is not indeed to break the divine scheme, but to volunteer for the post of Satan within the scheme. So, you know, you, you can't to turn hurting someone else into something that or, or, to turn these isolated incident, inc incidents and occasions where we're permitted to hurt, to turn that into the general way we treat other people. He's basically saying you're getting on Satan's team when you do that. If you think it's your calling to hurt other people, if you think it's your calling to inflict, to discipline and to correct and to inflict pain on other people, then you, you, you're on the wrong team. <laughs> and you'll be used by God, but you're going to be used as a tool, not as a child. And he says, if you do this work, you must be prepared for its wages. Yeah. You know, if you think you're the one who's out there to, you know, ordained to correct and hurt and inflict uh, correction and pain and, and judgment, be careful uh, because I hope you're ready to pay the wages for that kind of behavior. 
you're inflicting pain and harm on other people. Uh, nah, you don't want to be doing that. What a, what a powerful insight, though, right? Like, I want to be used by God. Well, you will be. We get to choose. So today, here's the thing. We're going to go out today. We're going to be used by God. Well, now here's the question. Do we want to be used as a son, of, son or daughter of God because we're doing good to our neighbor? Or are we going to be used by God in this complex work of good, bringing about goodness uh, because we'll be used as a tool, an instrument of bringing about God's goodness? Of course, I know what everybody on this podcast wants. We want to be... We want to be sons and daughters. We want, to be, we want to be John, not Judas. Yeah. We want to be used by God in simple goodness, direct goodness um, for his glory. Yeah, let's do that. All right, you guys, you know what we do? Let's pray. Lord, thank you so much for your holy word. You are awesome and mighty and all the things the psalm writer reminded, and more the psalm writer reminded us of in Psalm 29. Your voice is like thunder over the mighty waters. It does crack the cedars and twist the oaks. It's mighty. It's uh, unconquerable. And yet you allow us to approach you and to be in relationship with you. And you provide your power to us. So God, we seek your power and your might today, not for our own good, but for the good of others and for the, for the glory of your great name. Lord, we approach you today in holiness and humility. Lord, we, uh, we know we have no right in your presence outside the shed blood of Jesus and what he did for us to make us worthy to stand before you, the most holy God. Lord, we ask that you would give us power and might as we go out this week to be instruments of yours, to be sons and daughters who spread good everywhere we go. Lord, I pray for my friends today, whatever they're facing, whatever they need, whatever special touch of grace they need in their lives, may you grant it according to your abundance. We ask this all in the strong name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. God bless you today. Thank you so much for being on this uh, Monday edition of the podcast. Hope you have a fantastic week. Thank you for uh, sharing this and subscribing to it, liking it, all of those things. Really appreciate you doing that. Um, and uh, we're going to be back at it tomorrow, same time, as we uh, dive into Psalm 30 and continue our journey through uh, the Psalms. Have a great day. We'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you for joining me on today's podcast. I hope you enjoyed the show. If this episode has been an encouragement to you, take a minute to subscribe or comment or share it with your friends. You can find me, Pastor Terry, and Bayside Church on all social media platforms. You can find Bayside at Bayside Church SH. Until next time, remember, God's word is true. Everything else is merely commentary. God bless you. We'll see you next time.